Welcome to Triple Play Fantasy. It is the Fantasy Football Weekly Show, ready for week six. Make sure you tune in. We're going to win you some money this week. Everyone, I am your host Zach at FF Trooper Batman. I am joined today by the always wonderful Doc at Trip Play Fantasy, and we have a special guest tonight. We have the Queen in the house, Queen Roxanne from Club Fantasy FFL. How are you doing tonight, Roxanne? I'm good. How are you guys? We're doing well. Great. I feel like it's my flu game, uh, but we're holding in there. <laughs> I mean, Zach, you had to come back after three weeks. Come on. Yeah, I've been gone for too long. I'm sorry for all those that missed me last week. It was my wife's <laughs> birthday, and I would have, I, I would have been murdered. <laughs> Um, if I recorded on her birthday. So thank you guys for holding it down. But um, I'm excited for week six as depressing as some of the injuries are. And we'll get to that soon. Um, let's start a little more positive. What is your biggest one takeaway for you, Roxanne, from week five? Jordan Love is not that good. That's fair. Three interceptions, prime time. I mean, like, it was just, Yeah. I'm glad I don't have him on any rosters, but I feel bad for people that did last night that were hoping for some points because that was awful. That was rough. And I think he everyone was very excited early on. He had some some easy matchups. He honestly, he threw a lot of touchdowns, but he wasn't even playing that well. Right. Um, so it's really no surprise. We just were all surprised that it was against the Raiders who have a horrible defense of the Max Crosby. So I love it. And I know you're not a, a Raiders fan, so... It was a little him. tough for you. <laughs> Doc, what was your biggest takeaway from week five? My biggest takeaway is that the most startable New England Patriot is Hunter Henry. And he didn't have a catch last week. Now, I say that because of the shallowness of the position. The week before that, when they played the Cowboys, he had four for 51. So you would take that as probably a top 10, top 12 uh, PPR tight end scoring. But the Patriots have one touchdown their last three games and a total of 18 points. You can't start anyone outside of that, including Ramondre Stevenson, who has been probably a 55-45 split between him and Zeke. Ramondre 14 for 30 last game. Zeke 6 for 16. That's two games ago. Last game, Ramondre 8 for 24. Zeke 8 for 21. It's horrible. Zeke had four catches last game. Ramondre had zero. He might be one of the biggest busts of this season from a non-injury perspective. That's bad. That the whole team is just completely cratered. And was, the one I thing they had going on for them. Yeah. <laughs> the one thing was their defense and their best defensive players with what Christian Gonzalez, they lost Matt Judon. I mean, they're packing it in at this point. If I have any players on my on my team for the Patriots, I'm probably getting rid of them. Even Hunter Henry, I'm happy to stream on the yeah. on the waiver wire. Let me tell you, Belichick, I'm not going to say fire him because I think from an X's and O's standpoint, he's still a top five head coach. Like He schemes very well. He should have been out as GM a while ago. After that John U. Smith, Hunter Henry uh, 
double tight end failed free agency experiment. But look at Johnu now in the Falcons. He's better than Kyle Pitts. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's why they only should have signed Johnu. Oh, no, it's, it's been terrible over there. It's fascinating. Uh, <laughs> and then what happened today? Oh, they got Van Jefferson. Yeah. What? Like, what the hell? The, the Falcons Whatever. love to uh, collect pieces, not to throw to their stars that they drafted high. Sucks because I have that. I took Van Jefferson a lot of late, late, late rounds last two picks. You know, I would take him. I have him in so many places now. I'm like. Not that he was anything before, but now he's just. It would be super ironic if the Falcons traded for Kirk Cousins and at three and two, where like you'd think, like, okay, a team's not panicking, especially compared to expectations. And then they can com- completely revamp their offense. I won't hold my breath. <laughs> Anything's possible with the NFL. Yep. <laughs> I would not be surprised. We shall see. Uh, before we get into the injury update, I want to go over bye weeks real quick. So last week was a pretty tough week for a lot of people. We had four teams on bye, a lot of good teams. Next week, week seven is our first by apocalypse. Uh, I think we have seven teams on on bye. That's rough. A lot of good ones. And this week, actually not that bad. Only two teams, the Green Bay Packers and the Pittsburgh Steelers. So you probably weren't starting too many. And now you don't have to start Najee Harris and feel, feel bad about yourself when you do it. So it's not too bad. And that's a shot at me, Zach. Mm. <laughs> Like 16% of the fantasy community that rostered Naj. I feel like you don't have one share of Najee either. You believed all in that the second half was what you'd see this year, or you completely faded him and you were smart. Yeah. I mean, we'll see, but yeah, I do have Warren. So that's been fun. Um, So going in, (laughs) yeah, he's the best Um, going into the injury updates. It's rough. We're not going to go over everybody because let's be honest, you will see all the injury updates on all the different sites, everything going on. Uh, we just want to talk about a few big ones and how it relates to fantasy going forward. So the first one, Devon Achan, we found out he's got a knee injury looking like going on the IR. Is Miami still a top three offense for fantasy football without Achan there? I think so. I definitely think so. We weren't talking about him at the beginning of the season. Yep. A lot of that offense is predicated on speed, and I'm not saying that somebody will step in and replace Achan. But I could see them just, you know, kind of divvying out a little bit. I mean, they they scored seventy on the Broncos without Jalen Waddle. I think the <laughs> biggest, I think the biggest component to them staying a top three offense is Tyreek Hill because I think he's the focal point, just as Justin Jefferson is for the Vikings. But Jeff Wilson, Raheem Mostert, Chris Brooks, whoever steps in, I think has a shot to be fantasy relevant that given day. Yep. That's fair. Um, and I think we haven't even seen the best of their wide receivers yet. Like Tyreek's been awesome, but Waddle hasn't really put together. I mean, he had a good week last week, but he has not been consistent yet. I think he's been getting over that injury from the preseason. So, I mean, that passing offense could still be insane. They still have Mostert. Wilson's coming back. They don't care about their tight end. Um, but yeah, that's okay. It's going to be during <laughs> Smite season one week. <laughs> you'll, you'll predict that week, Doc. You'll predict it. Uh, no, I, oh, gosh, I'm trying to remember the backup tight end right now. I think it's like Reggie Hill or something that's going to get some fantasy. He's going to catch a random touchdown. It might not be this <laughs> week, but it'll be some point this season. We'll save that for the last segment. Uh, moving on to probably the worst injury that hurts all of us the most, just because we, we love him as a player. It. I'm sorry, but Justin Jefferson has a hamstring injury. He's going on IR. Um, so that means he's out at least four weeks. There's already been talks of it could be more than that. There's talks of 
the Vikings are so bad that why would he come back? Because he didn't renew his contract before the season. So what does he have to gain from possibly injuring himself again and losing some money? So we may na- we may never see Justin Jefferson again this season, which is depressing. So hopefully that's not true. It's too early to tell. So trying to move on, trying to see if there's any good positives coming out of it. Can Jordan Addison step up? Can he even be like a wide receiver too um, now that all of those targets are gone? Or is this just a dumpster fire of an offense now? I think if you have Jordan Addison, you sell high on him. The biggest thing will be if Kirk Cousins gets traded because I think as long as he's still there and, and at one and four, you don't want to pack it in even if Justin Jefferson isn't there. And I know their upcoming schedule, they have three road games and then their only home game is against the 49ers. But I think that this is the time where you could get some value from him where people will think he immediately will have a larger target share. But if they decide to pack it in or if the offense doesn't have nearly as many scoring opportunities, he's not going to be what we think he could be now. How do you feel, Roxanne? Um, the talks of Kirk Cousin getting traded. Uh, if he does, it's over, right? I mean, like, just shut it. I mean, it's over. What? Who would they? Who? Who? Now. So here's my thing, and I saw this on Twitter today. People said, we've never seen a QB traded midseason besides, like, Carson Palmer. So that's not going to happen. Don't you guys think it would be the logical move, assuming he trades his no wave his waves his no trade clause to trade him? Yep. I think it really comes out of his contract. I mean, he's fully guaranteed. He's making a ton of money. I mean, does he really care where he goes? That's also true. It's not a good situation. That's a good point. Have you seen quarterback? He plays this game to win it all to host a Super Bowl trophy. He takes a beating. Yeah. Yeah. The problem is you need to find another team that's willing to pay the rest of his contract or what, are the Vikings just going to eat it? What team do you think would be the best trade for him? The Falcons. Okay. You got the NFC South. You study in the NFC. Not a lot of, I mean, other than the 49ers and the Eagles, is anyone really challenging? The Lions. The Lions yeah, they're solid, but we haven't seen them perform in the playoffs yet. I agree. I, I think it's definitely those three. I mean, I think everybody says the Jets because they, you know, are all in, but they're in a much tougher division too. The NFC South might be the most wide open division. He'll take even more sacks with the Jets. I mean, their offensive, they just lost another offensive lineman to a torn Achilles. Yeah. So. It's such a yeah. sad season, right? Yeah. It's, like, it's just so we, weird. We love fantasy like every- football. <laughs> Every year, every week, we say the same thing, and yet it's still amazing every week. Yeah. Because <laughs> when you still pull it off and you still win, it feels great. And then when your favorite player goes to the IR, it hurts. My first win and the highest score in Fishbowl so far this year. There you go. Okay. It's the dumbest shit what? ever. <laughs> Represent Denver Live. High faith. Let me get that comment on there. Thanks for tuning in, Faith. We appreciate it. Club Fantasy representing tonight. And moving on, because I don't, I can't talk about Justin Jefferson anymore. It's too sad. No, um, it is, James yeah. Conner, who's also a wonderful person, not just not just a player. And he's just been a rock, just getting so many touches. He's had injury issues in the past. He actually was pretty good last year, and then he finally had a knee injury. He's also out for several weeks, going on IR. We don't know if he'll be back in four weeks or not. 
how much fab are you spending on Emery DiMercato? And if you have no idea who I'm talking about, he's their current backup. He played uh, with TCU. He backed up Kendra Miller. Did not go to the combine. He's an undrafted free agent. It's actually pretty fast. He's like 4-4 speed. Um, so you like that. But the Cardinals are a dumpster fire, too, of an offense. So are you guys spending any fab for, for DiMercato, or are you just letting someone else Somebody else can have him. I actually think he's somebody you spend up for. Uh, I have him in leagues where, and, and let's face it, running back has been decimated by injury. If you just lost James Conner, if you had Nick Chubb, you need someone that's going to get volume. I think Keontae Ingram has neck issues. I think they're going to see what they have in M. Mercado. He's an undrafted free agent, so he's probably going to play for every opportunity. He had 10 for 45 and a touchdown last week. And overall, the Cardinals haven't been as poor as we thought. I mean, they were the betting odds to be the last winless team and to have the worst record. And they've put up 16, 28, 28, 16, and 20. That's not awful on offense. I no, agree with that. Yeah. And I did have them being awful this year. <laughs> I yeah. The only reason I thought they wouldn't be is because I feel like new coaches aren't on board with the tanking right. mentality. I agree with that, too. That's very I mean, true. No, no coach or players on board with tanking because they lose their job or they lose their money. It's just the front office that wants to tank. Exactly. Player could care less about getting the first pick or not. <laughs> they yeah. just want to get paid, which good for them. Um, so tr- quick transition since James Conner is, is one of those players who he dealt with um, cancer and spouse beat that. I also want to congratulate Roxanne who, who told us that she's now awesome. four years cancer free. So, I know it's October, it's Breast Cancer Awareness Month, and I know it's passionate a passionate topic for you, so just wanted to Thanks congratulate so much. I you. That. No problem. So hopefully it stays that way, and I know you talk about lots of preventative measures for, for everyone else out there, so we appreciate you sharing all that and keeping everyone safe. Be smart. Awareness is key. Take care of your body. So. Absolutely. And it doesn't just affect women. It can affect men, too. So Very it goes so. to everybody. I know there's a, a stigma that it's, it's all about women, but Lots mostly of guys, about uh, it. And that yeah. is number one for sure. Yeah. Absolutely. That's why I do wear my, my crucial catch. Uh, I love it. Stephon I got Diggs pink on. Jersey. Perfect. <laughs> I got pink tomorrow for Wednesday. So we, we got it all covered. Doc, Doc's going to wear his pink tomorrow. Oh, yeah. I wish I got the memo <laughs> before the show started. <laughs> we got to surprise you. It's okay. Uh, so we'll move on to helping you guys hopefully make some green, talking about some money prop bets or any kind of um, bets. Roxanne, do you have, I mean, I know it's only Tuesday when we're recording this, but do you have a favorite bet for this week that I know you've been, you've been on fire lately? I'm going Racy Rice, anytime touchdown, DraftKings plus 220. They're playing the Broncos. Um, I don't even know that our defense is going to show up Thursday night. And so I think everybody's going to have like three touchdowns, <laughs> including... Really? I like that pick. 220 seems like low odds for an anytime touchdown score that's not like a running back. Mm -hmm. They haven't been as generous with those props this year. Nope. But anytime 220 on Tuesday is pretty good for a Thursday game, I think. That's true. I like it. How about you, Doc? What's your favorite bet of the week to to make our audience some money? 49ers minus five and a half right now. I'm never one to hype up my own team, but right now this is with Deshaun Watson playing and there's a chance that he's out, which means the 49ers get to face PJ Tucker 
And this is a Browns offensive line that's banged up. The 49ers have a great defensive line. I'm surprised the line is this low, especially after beating Dallas by 32 at home on Sunday night. Just had to slide that in there. Uh, yeah, PJ PJ Walker might play. DTR looked terrible last week. It is a great line because there is a good chance that Deshaun Watson doesn't play. And even if he does, if he's this potentially injured, do you expect him to be able to protect himself against that that 49ers defensive line? So, and Nick Chubb's gone, unfortunately. I I think it's a great. I, mean, I think you're stealing because it would not shock me if that line gets closer to like minus ten. Yeah, as soon as like. I, that's what I'm saying. There is no way that the line gets more favorable and only more of a chance that the 49ers, you'll have to buy points to get that those same odds. Yep. I love it. We do have a question. Thank you uh, for tuning in over on YouTube. It's the best way to ask questions. Or if you're over 45, go on to Facebook. We appreciate that too. Um, but we cannot help you if you're on Twitter X, whatever. Unfortunately, it does not work. So Preston here has a question. Do I trade away Garrett Wilson for CJ Shroud, his current QBs are Love, who we just uh, said was terrible, uh, Daniel Jones, and he has Lamb and Ridley and Flowers at receiver. I'm assuming it's a one QB league. Maybe I'm assuming one QB PPR. Yep. Redraft. Mm-hmm. Assuming all of that, I would see if you could try to get a little bit more for Garrett Wilson. Because I feel like somebody just picked CJ Stroud up off of waivers a week or two ago. And you had to spend second or third round draft capital on Garrett Wilson. I think that name value alone can yield you a little more, even if it's a receiver of lower quality, like a Jahan Dotson, somebody that is probably on a bench in most leagues, but is better than you could pick up from a free agent right now. It is one QB PPR. Honestly, I would say first thing you gotta do is just drop Daniel Jones. We have no idea when he's coming back. He's got a neck injury. Um, Jordan Love is on bye week, so you don't have him this week, even if you wanted to use him. Um, I don't think I make this trade, even though you have Lamb and Ridley and Flowers. I'd still want to have a strength that wide receiver with Wilson. There's got to be a QB in your league that you can, I mean, even Gardner Minshew for this week to help you get by until you figure it out. I mean, something like that. I would not want to give up that much value on Wilson in a one QB league. Who is the type, who is the type of QB? Like, what is that line where you would trade him for? Because I think if you're 0-4, or uh, if you're like one and four, zero oh and five, I think you kind of almost have to make this trade. Maybe not just for this week because they play the Saints and the Saints have a good defense, but I think that you would have to trade a wide receiver to get a quarterback if those are your only two options right now. There'd have to be nobody on the waiver wire for me to pick up a QB, and it's a one QB league. I cannot. I mean, we don't know if it's a 10, 12, 14, 16 team league, um, but I would cut your QBs at least Daniel Jones and then try to find someone else. Yeah. Let me I ask you. Jones last week. Let me ask you: Would you trade Garrett Wilson for Jared Goff right now? Yep, I would. I would. Yep, sure would. I can't do it. It's a one QB league. That's that's what's taking it away from me because we know Jared Goff plays great at home. He's average at best away. It's tough for me to do that. Like I, I just feel like I can stream almost any week. It's not going to be great, but I mean, if I can even get fifteen to 18 points out of my QB that week, it'll keep me afloat with those wide receivers. That's lofty that you think you can stream 15 to 18 for <laughs> yeah. a quarterback. That is six, and if, a six point for That's just hanging out on the waiver wire. <laughs> if, if it's if it's a 12-team league, figure probably half the teams have a second quarterback. Like if you have Mahomes, mm-hmm. if you have Allen, 
if you have Jalen Hurts after their buys are over, and people might be rostering now because the buys are coming up soon. I think Jared Goff is QB 11 right now. Mm -hmm. I would rather take that, and you know you're getting good home games from him, versus someone like, okay, I'm going to roll the dice on Minshew and hope he gets 200 yards and two touchdowns, and that will be the minimum. Yep. I like Jared Goff. I like his – where – I like what's happening in Detroit right now. All right. So, Preston, we don't like your trade, but we like the way you're thinking of hopefully looking for a better QB to make that trade. Yes. All right. And now I wanted to talk about, speaking of people to get off like Daniel Jones, who are you yeeting off your roster? So this is just absolutely, they need to be gone. You don't want to leave them on your bench to mess up the rest of your squad. They are done to you. You never want to see them again. Roxanne, who is getting chucked off your roster? Well, today I had to put Justin Jefferson on IR. And so I picked up Addison. And then I dropped um, MBS. And I also picked up Thielen. Because they were both on the waiver wire. And he had to go. He's just clogging up space. There's nothing going on there. I'm over it. Isn't Thielen a... uh... Why does he for one right now? Am I crazy? He is. <laughs> I don't think he'll maintain that, but I mean, but the fact that he's on your waiver wire, that's a great pickup for you. And Preston's back with another question. What about James Conner and Tutu Atwell for Jared Goff? I don't know who's going to take James Conner from you just because mm-hmm. he's now right. on IR for at least four weeks. But if you can make that deal, absolutely trade away James Conner and Tutu Atwell. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let me get in this league. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, if they accept that, you know, send that out, smash it. Yeah, absolutely. I just, yeah. I would not expect that trade to go through. All right. Huh. And that was Doc, interesting. Yeah, I, I don't expect that one to work. But, Doc, who are you eating off your roster immediately? It's somebody that's not owned in a crazy amount of ESPN leagues. Devin Singletary at 31.2%. He's somebody that I've held on in a couple of leagues just because with running backs getting injured left and right, I feel like he has a clear cut to being the RB1 if Damian Pierce was to go down. But you can't bank on that now with bye weeks coming up or if your defense has a bad matchup. He didn't get a carry and had one target last week against the Falcons. And even if he – I feel like Devin Singletary is relevant in our eyes because of the fantasy playoffs two years ago. And if he didn't have that stretch, I feel like he would be a borderline undrafted player. That's fair. So Alex could be on the show today, but he did say he would be getting rid of Dalvin Cook, which is totally fair. I mean, Brees Hall is 100% back. Um, yep. And even if he isn't, he's back enough that Dalvin Cook is cooked. And it's just, it's not happening for him. So I would hold on to Dalvin. I wouldn't just cut him just yet. Like 10 team league, yes. Let him be a grenade out there on the waiver wires for someone else to, to pick I up. Bet, the I bet you he gets traded. There'd they be no they paid a lot of money to him. Get maybe a compensatory mm-hmm. fifth or sixth and a team whose running back goes down is willing to trade for him. Who wants Dalvin Cook? Yeah. Which team? Okay, let me ask you if and, and I doubt I don't know if this would happen because it's an in-division trade. But let's say like Mostert got hurt or Jeff Wilson didn't come back, and the Dolphins are like, we'll give you a seventh round pick and we'll eat two thirds of that salary. Yeah, okay, so just drop him and pick him up in like three weeks if we see that he might not be the Dolphins running backs get hurt. <laughs> I like your hypothetical, but 
He feels like a roster clogger. What, what do you think, Roxanne? Are you keeping Devin Cook? Or, or no. You, uh, yeah. No reason. I, and I had him in, you know, I took him in quite a few, hoping, you know, for something. We didn't know if Brees Hall would be healthy right away, and he was a little unhealthy, but still looked good. And now he looks like he's he's back. So I get it why you would want Dalvin Cook in the beginning, and it's just it hasn't happened. Um, Twelve for team me, leagues. That, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Keep Dalvin. Ten, obviously, I'm, I'm I get cutting him. I, I feel like you're holding on to name value, but I get it. A little if you bit. don't want to drop him yet, you don't have to. Uh, for me, this is not name value, but I feel like a lot of us were really excited in the offseason for him. Tank Bigsby. Um, I mean, I just. I like don't want to let him go because it's like, what if ETN gets hurt? And then he's just, he's a lottery ticket right there, but he's doing nothing. And we nothing. were like, Oh, he's going to be a goal line back. Nothing. I mean, he, uh, he'll, he's good in pass protection. He'll catch the passes. Nothing. Um, yeah. It's, it's tough for me to hang on to Dink Bigsby um, unless I have plenty of ro- a deep enough bench for me. He's just one of those. I know he's not probably heavily rostered, but he's one of, he's on one of my teams and I'm just, I've been struggling for weeks of keeping him, keeping him, keeping him. And I think I finally need to, let him go. Yeah. Great. All right. Well, that was fun. So this is um, my favorite segment. I jumped around a little bit here. I don't know if you – do you watch Seinfeld, Roxanne? I used to. Did you? Perfect. So this is our real and spectacular or fake. So I'm going to oh, yeah. give you a statement. You're going to tell me if basically you believe it, it's real and spectacular, or if you don't believe it, it's fake. So my first one – I had to do a Broncos for you. Jaleel McLaughlin, McLaughlin, wow, I'm struggling with that name, will be the starting running back for the Broncos for the rest of the season. Real and spectacular or fake? Real and spectacular. Because why not? What else do they have going for them at this point? Javante is hurt. They said he practiced today though but i don't believe that he will come back and have a role i don't think he should come back and have a role like mclaughlin should have that role no i think it's it should be his team it should be his he's proven it yeah i mean it does help that this coaching regime did not draft javante williams so i mean they brought in so we shall see. What, what do you think, Doc? Is it real and spectacular or is it fake? I think it's real in terms of he'll have the most snaps, but I don't think he'll be like an RB1 or like a workhorse that we think. He had seven carries and – or he had 10 touches and 13 touches, and he's a talented receiver too, three for 32 and a touchdown, four for 21 and a touchdown. So I think if you can utilize him in a 10 to 12, maybe 15 max touch per game, he's effective. I'd be worried if they tried to give him like 20 plus carries that he wouldn't survive. That's fair. All right. So we're moving on to you have to bench your players when they play the 49ers. Is that real and spectacular or is it fake? I did do a 49ers <laughs> question for Doc. <laughs> uh, I'd say it's fake. I think you temper expectations, but especially the Chiefs. The Chiefs always beat us. There are some offenses that really have our number. So. I'd say just, you know, be prepared to maybe have a pivot if you have other options or to, you know, kind of expect it to be a little more scoring, but you can't bench your studs. That's fair. What about you, Roxanne? Are you benching your Yeah, no, I'm not benching my studs just because who they're playing. Unless it's, you know, like 
clear cut that it's not going to happen. But again, you got to try to at least score some points against that team at some point. You have to. Yeah. Good luck. But yeah, so, so it sounds like <laughs> if <laughs> if it's a stud player for you, one of your, your top wide receivers, running backs, tight end, you're starting them. But if it's maybe yeah. one of those fringe, like maybe wide receiver two, wide receiver three, you're, you're looking Not elsewhere to – you don't want to mess I, with it. I'd also say I'd be more reluctant to bench running backs because of game script. You'll likely be falling behind. The 49ers have a great run defense. I think that's when you would kind of be on the decision of like, am I going to play this running back when he might get 40 yards? Fair enough. All right. My last one for you all. Puka Nakua is a set it and forget it starter the rest of the season. Real and spectacular or fake? You could go either way. I'm going to go fake because Cup is back and, you know, that's just the way it works there. Real and spectacular. 11 targets last week, even with Cup back. They just got rid of Van Jefferson. I know. I think it's tied to Stafford's value. Stafford has been much better than I thought this year. Maybe not from a fantasy perspective, but just real life. And, you know, they got rid of Cam Akers too. I, I think, I mean, they're paying Stafford a lot of money. And I think they want that offense to run through him. And he's not going to run, which means he's going to throw a lot. And so him in Cup, you know, it could be like Cup and Woods back in the day. Yeah, I mean, I picked up Stafford off waivers last week to cover for Herbert being on bye. And he wasn't amazing, but I think he got me around 19 points. My scoring was six-point touch, six touchdown game. So it was fine. I, I was able to luckily win my matchup in my home league. Fantastic. But, um, yeah, he's definitely been surprising. We all thought his arm was shot, his back was shot. Um, and then Cup went down, and we thought they were done. And I mean, Puka's been incredible. No one expected that. And I mean, if you picked him up off waivers, and you're you're riding that, we're going into bye weeks. We have lots of injuries. I don't see how he's not a starter for you until he puts maybe two or three really bad games in a row. Because I mean, we have bye weeks now through what week 12, 13, week fourteen. Yeah, so, I think it's week fourteen. Yeah, so I'm probably setting forgetting it with Puka, and I never thought I would say that. Uh, when we started the season almost six weeks ago. We all love Puka. We do. He's just fun to root for at this point. Hell and yeah. Our, <laughs> as much as I love the real and spectacular or or fake segment, my favorite one, honestly, is, is this one for Doc. It's your random tight end touchdown of the week. I don't think you've ever hit it. I, I haven't. On. Are we going on? Is this year two, year three of this? Is It's been a while. I think this is year two, but I'm like, I'm like a good 0 for 12. All right. So, so Roxanne <laughs> might be your, your good luck charm. We'll find out. Who I want is Roxanne your random... to go first. I, I yeah, want right. Roxanne to go first. Do you have a random tight end, Roxanne, that can score a touchdown this week? Is Cole Komet random? He's not random enough. I mean, if you were, uh, got, I mean, we are with got, Club he Fantasy. Got, he got paid a contract yeah. extension. Okay, I'll go, random. I'll go Adam Troutman then, which not going to That's happen. random enough. There you go. Adam Troutman's a good one. Yeah. With your Broncos. There you go. <laughs> All right. I'm, I'm going real obscure for this one because at this point, I got to have like real obscure names to somewhat justify myself. Tegan Quitoriano from the Texans. <laughs> That's going to hit this week. I can feel it. Nobody's heard of this player. He's got to be the bare minimum in DFS. Um, he's he 100%. He played two snaps on Sunday, and he caught one of them for 22 yards. He's the third 
tight end behind Dalton Schultz and Brevin Jordan. Yeah, so so he's a hundred percent. 0% rostered in every league, even in a 32-team league. Um, so go ahead, and I don't know if you're going to pick him up, but, I mean, if you want to sprinkle in a little DFS action, throw him in there, or maybe put a bet on a 5 bucks down an anytime touchdown for, for him. I mean, I got to love those odds. No, it'll probably only be like plus 1,800 on DraftKings. For 5 bucks, Why not? <laughs> I'd do it. I'd yeah. want better odds than that for a guy that played two snaps last Sunday. You don't even believe in your own pick. I'm disappointed. <laughs> I just there's want to there's maxi- no way this hits now. I want to maximize profit. Fair enough. We, we do want to make our viewers some money um, if you are allowed to legally bet where you are. Um, so that's the last of, of my questions. I don't see any more questions in the comments. We appreciate uh, pressing tuning in. Faith, everyone else out there watching. Um, if you're watching this after the fact, go ahead and make sure you are picking up the correct players, dropping the right ones because – it's getting rough out there in those injury streets. Roxanne, any last words before we go? Thanks for having me. You guys are fun. It's a good show. Absolutely. It's a pleasure to get you over here. I, lo- I love to combine the different teams I'm working on. So, yeah, I had to bring you over from, from Club Fantasy. I got got a guest <laughs> next week from, from one of my other teams. We'll keep it a surprise for right now. So, that's been fun to, to cross-promote. Um, Doc, any parting words for us? Uh, no, just Roxanne, appreciate you coming on pleasure doing this debating with you every tuesday zach um and you know i before we get out of here what quarter i'm just curious what quarterback would you accept for garrett wilson would you accept brock purdy at this point the fact that you're even wow you are very stubborn about trading for a quarterback it's so hard for me to trade for a qb in a one qb league would you trade garrett wilson for josh allen oh absolutely yeah okay yeah that, if you're giving me a top five elite QB, I will make that trade. Right. What After about that, Trevor it, Lawrence? Something, someone that most people say would be logical. Nope. You're a stubborn one, it. Chalupa. Yeah. <laughs> 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 it, it works for me for one QB leagues. Uh, I did want to mention it is, if you're watching it live, it is uh, World Mental Health Day. Um, so I just want to mention um, that, hey, it's, it's okay to need therapy, medication, whatever you need. It's okay to talk about it. We encourage it. Uh, we need to break down that stigma. Um, quick cross promotion for Fancy and Frames. I did a um, summer series for mental health, um, 13 episodes. They're 10, 15 minutes each about a specific topic. Go ahead and check that out over there. Make sure you also like this video first too, and also subscribe here. But um, mental health is important to me. I think you guys would all agree as well um, that we do need to talk about it more. So I just want to drop that in here at the end. So I appreciate you guys coming on. Thank you, Roxanne, for, for being our special guest. It was awesome Thanks to have for you. Having me. It was our, my first time with you on here. So great. thank you very much for all you guys out there. Good luck this week. Hopefully you survive the buys this week because next week's going to get rough. So plan ahead and uh, let's go win some money. So thank you, everyone. Have a great night.